Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. We're here talking everything high school football. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so. I'm John Nelson of GPB Sports. Tommy Palmer of GPB Sports is in another place entirely. He's down in Statesboro. What's going on, bud? Well, you know, I'm looking over our top ten, the GPB top ten, and uh, there were a few losses in that top ten last week, and there are actually a few. A few shockers, to be quite honest with you, as you well know. Yeah, we were looking at the grid, and I was telling you that I had 28 games or 29 games that were circled one way or the other. But before we get into everything, I want to tip my hat to everybody in Sylvester. The losing streak is over at 15. Worth County knocked off Rutland 22-16. What were your your top topics from the Department of Redundancy Department this week? Uh, well, I think probably my shocks had to be the amount of points that uh, Rome and Carrollton <laughs> hung on each other. Uh, I was uh, surprised that Mar- uh, Milton, who's number two in Class 7A, took it on the chin, and I don't think anybody in Milton expected that. Nope. Uh, Glenn Academy and Wayne, who have been playing since 1926, had their typical great game. Bob Morgan, who does the play-by-play for uh, Wayne County, they were just thrilled in Wayne County, and they're off to a really good start. The quarterback is well. He played the other night, so all is good there. I, I really was surprised that Colquitt and Warner Robbins were was not a closer game, 41-14. That was kind of a shock, but nothing shocked me quite like the 65-51 track meet between Carrollton and Rome. Boy, was that a shock. And i tell you another one that really, and I know this shocked you, and not because they won, but it was a shutout, was the shutout tossed by St. Pius X mm-hmm. over Marist 17 to nothing in that rivalry game. That was probably one of my bigger shocks as well, John. Yeah, I'll give you a couple that came across my bow. I got Archer knocking off Norcross 37 nothing. That was 30 nothing before you could blink in the 37 mm-hmm. nothing final there. And then in the region of doom where you start region play in single A, in region two, out of the blocks, Clinch had a 3-0 lead at the half. Then there were three turnovers. Irwin wins it 21-3 for your appetizer in Region 2 Single A for the Region of Doom and their trading of haymakers for the remainder of the season. Isn't that amazing? I don't think anybody predicted that. We had Clinch at 1 and Irwin 3, I think, in our poll. But uh, Irwin is obviously the deal. They are Anytime you can go into Homerville – and and beat beat clinch and hold them to three points. That's yeoman work, John. And you've got a couple of other things of note. Calhoun was down ten nothing at the break to North Murray. They come back to win that one for their one hundred and thirty second consecutive region win. And you know you have to tip your hat to to Hal Lamb and everybody. Big win for Camden, shutting out Brunswick thirty seven nothing. And I'm just buzzing through a couple here. Oh, ECI. Graymont Summit, we talked about them last week. They get on the board knocking off Portal 42 to nothing. Yep, and it's one and three, so look out. Here come the Bulldogs. <laughs> They've got a young line of scrimmage, 
But they've got some great running backs, and uh, they're going to be fine in Region 3A. They really will. Mary Persons over Peach, 35-21. Parkview in a back-and-forth game at Brody Field beats Tiff, 31-28. And then a couple of other games, and I think our Dirty Dozen that we had last week for games to pay attention to. Troop beats Callaway, 37-20. And Walton in a back-and-forth game knocks off North Gwinnett, the defending champs, in 7A, 27-24. That had to be a great game at Raider Valley, and and I know those folks at Walton over there. That's a proud program, and North Gwinnett. Who knows? Those two may meet again somewhere down the road. And we're talking about uh, Tommy's take, which is shown on the All Access Pass pregame show for Football Fridays in Georgia. And we talked about two of the three games already, but I want to go to the House of Pain and what you and I talked about on your radio show Friday night. Washington County comes out of the blocks. They still have a zero to the right of the dash, beating Mm -hmm. Swainsboro in a shootout 47-45. 47-45. I don't think anybody expected that. But these are two really good double-A football teams. Scott Roberts, who was uh, there years ago and, and led Swainsboro to some great things. And then, of course, Ray Van Teague came in, and Swainsboro was very good. They fell on some hard times. But uh, Swainsboro's back, even though they got beat 47-45. But boy, what about Joel Ingram and his Washington County group? He's got them going, doesn't he, brother? Yes, he does. And one other coach I want to get into before we get into the week that will be. Milan Turner wins again at Veterans. Everything is going right right now in Kathleen. 35-33 over Hoko. Well, I am just thrilled for him. There is not a nicer person in the world than Milan Turner. He's He has done a great job every stop he's made. He, ECI Thompson, assistant to Robbie Pruitt at Warner Robins, and then an assistant once more to Robbie Pruitt down at Coffee. He gets back into the head coaching ranks, and he's got a zero by his right side over there. And I believe that was the first time veterans had ever beaten Houston County. I think that is correct. Now let's get into the, the week that will be. And I think the first question that we probably need to address is what's going on in Savannah. There were postponements because of Florence and her activity. The Valdosta-Buford game was canceled because obviously you can't get out and you don't want to risk you know, student sure. bodies and things like that getting into these kinds of situations. But what you've mm-hmm. got now with the 14 teams that did not play on Friday, you're going to have schedule compression, and it starts this week. It does start this week. Calvary Day goes to Trutland. Then Trutland has to play again on Friday. I I think maybe they may have moved that game. I'm not certain on that. Maybe you can correct me. But they may have moved the second Trutland game this week to 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. I I would hope they have anyway. And so we're going to keep an eye on B.C. Groves, Islands Beach, Johnson County, Country Day, Johnson, Savannah, Jenkins, uh, Matt Lazat, and Richmond Hill, New Hampstead, Savannah, SCB, Trutland, and Calvary Day, and just see how the schedule compression works for them going forward. Marquee games across the board coming up this week. Where would you like to start? You want to start with the, the plug for GPB TV? Do you want to go to Winners? Bill, do you want to go to Warner Robins? Where do you want to start? Let's go to the plug for GPB. <laughs> why, why would we not do that? Where you can also see Tommy's takes, Attaboy. John's Georgia, uh, and everything else known to mankind in that 30-minute segment. And All Access Pass starts at 7 as we are at Grayson for Colquitt County. And Grayson going to be a tremendous matchup in the first season when it comes to life in 7A. 
how how can this be a bad football game? Ooh. I mean, let's be realistic. How can this be a bad football game? Both of these teams have been pointing to this game. I did an interview with Rush back in June, and he said, you know, maybe by the time we get to week five and we meet Grayson, we'll be a really good football team. Well, they're already a very good football team. And Grayson kind of stubbed their toe, and we didn't expect that to happen. But, hey, this this one could be a preview of the 7A championship in the bins come December. And Grayson last week knocks off Westlake 21-15. to 15. Once again, all access pass starts at 7. However, you access Football Fridays in Georgia, whether it's GPB TV, GPB.org, the GPB Sports app, available on Android and iPhone. Tremendous plug by me. Thank you very much. Wintersville this week <laughs> and Northside and Warner Robins this week. That, those are two dandies. Uh, Warner Robins and Northside at McConnell Talbert. Always fifteen to 20000 there for that one. They may not sell it out when other folks come to town. But, boy, when these two crosstown rivals meet, it's one of those throw the records out. And I understand that the Wintersville Classic this year is over at uh, uh, the old Valdosta High School Stadium, which is uh, quite eerie when you walk in there. Yeah, I know. When when you have the the Valdosta players banging their helmets up against oh, that metal, that the tin, as they're coming out of the locker room, it's one of the most intimidating sounds. And when you have two great guys like uh, Alan Rodemaker, sorry, Alan Rodemaker, and uh, Randy yes. and Randy <laughs> McPherson going at it, hammer and tong, the way that Wintersville is, it's it adds another flavor to the whole thing it does and and these are two great programs two storied programs as we like to say that they are and of course Lowndes is really good in region 17a valdosta is always a factor in 16a and uh this is just one of those another one of those john that you can just throw the records out it, it's it's a battle of turnovers and who has the ball last this week. And Milton and Parkview is another one that I had circled because Milton's two-point loss to Roswell. This one has added meaning for them. They're going to the Big Orange Jungle to take on Parkview, who's coming back from the long roadie against Tift. And then Buford and Archer, which to me kind of sits there and, and it raises your eyebrow and you sit there and you go, yeah, I, I like that one too. I do like that one. Buford is a very good football team. And when they uh, put the hammer down in 5A and we reach the playoffs and, and we see who they play in there, we'll probably find out just how good Buford is. But I've got to tell you something. Archer hung 37 mm-hmm. on uh, on Norcross, and it was 30 to nothing before the popcorn got popped. I'm telling you. So when Buford put up a big number. They were in the mid-50s, I think, last week when they knocked off Newton. And so what John Ford is doing with Buford, they're not skipping a beat. What Andy Dyer is doing, I want to say we're up to Team 12 now, if my math is correct. And Archer, they put up 42 on Mill Creek uh, before anybody could blink. They put 37 up on Norcross before the popcorn was popped. So I think that you're going to have a great offense with Buford going up against a tremendous defense with Archer. And I think that the the trenches are going to be the fun part in this one. I agree. And uh, it's what's up front that counts. And, boy, both teams 
have have great ones. And they have great line of scrimmage. Sp- spoken like a true lineman. I, I definitely uh, knew that, that that quote from you from, as a lineman was coming. So anytime you can tip your hat to a line, that's an, another another uh, tip of the hat there as well. So a couple of other games that kind of stuck out to me for one reason or another. We talked about veterans a little bit ago. Milan Turner mm-hmm. now goes to Perry, and Perry has had a, a renaissance as well under Kevin Smith. They have, and their stadium now looks like Freedom Field, McConnell-Talbert, all uh, all turf there now. So everybody will be on firm footing. Veterans, this is a key game for them, and it's also a key game for Perry. Perry's off to a very good start. But I, th- I just think veterans with, uh, with our friend Milan Turner, uh, they may be the surprise team in that region, Thomas County, Central, Harris, and... Uh, Harris County and all, all that group, they may be the surprise team in there. They're they're making a statement, and it's a good one right now. And it's a that is what you refer to as one of your uh, pack-a-lunch, if not pack-a-lunch and pack-a-dinner regions because of all the travel that you have to do in that particular gaggle of teams. Exactly, and the statement is two days and pack-a-lunch. <laughs> if not a dinner. Uh, two more games that I wanted to focus on, and then if there's anything left as we hit the two-minute warning, let me know. Uh, Glenn and Ware, Thomas County Central, and Brooks. Yeah, that, listen, Maurice has got them turned around. That embarrassment a couple of weeks ago, that's not going to happen again. They went in and beat a fine Dublin football team on Friday night at the uh, Shamrock Bowl. 13 to 10. Maurice has got the ship righted. And I really think Thomas County Central is playing about as well as you could expect them to play under new leadership that went in there last spring. And I I think you probably are as aware of that as I am. But these are these are both really good football teams. That could be a dandy down in southwest Georgia. Yeah. And when uh, when Ashley moved over from Valwood, I know a lot of folks had wondered for the longest time about Valwood. Hey, when's Valwood going to go from the GIS? say to the GHSA and Ashley was head coach and he did tremendous things there and he's accepted the challenge now at Thomas County Central and I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on there anything else on your plate heading into this week well I I think probably a border war between Applin County and our friend Rick Tomberlin and his debut season down there in hometown USA and Wayne County is going to be a good one. This is one of those traditional border wars that they play every year. And they kind of, you know, I hate to put it this way, but they don't really like each other very much. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a good football game. Appling at Wayne County. J.C. Stadium is rocking on Friday nights now. Trust me. What he said. Don't miss us this Friday on GPB TV. We are at Grayson for Colquitt County and the Packers as they go to Grayson to take on Christian Honeycutt and the Rams. All access pass starts at 7, kickoff a little after 7.30. That is it for the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast for another week. Thanks to me, compadre Tommy Palmer down there in the borough, and we want to hear from you. You can reach us at gpb.org forward slash sports. Subscribe to us anywhere where your favorite podcasts are found. So go to Podcatcher. Do Football Fridays in Georgia. Subscribe. You get it every single week. Don't forget to download the GPB Sports app as well. Will we have 126 points? Will we have over 1,200 yards of offense? You have to wait till Friday to find out. Show's produced by Sean Powers. He's in charge of the ones and twos. Football Fridays in Georgia is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm John Nelson. He's Tommy Palmer. Play it safe, everybody. We'll see you next week.